Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Coming up, Global News Weather Specialist Mike Conkin on the Canada Day long weekend. Open Table is out with a list of the 100 best outdoor dining restaurants in Canada. Four Manitoba restaurants on the list. We'll talk to one of them. And Carolyn Klassen from Connexus Counseling. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. So as I look at the forecast here, long weekend, of course, coming up. Uh, boy, uh, you know, partly sunny, 28 today. It just keeps getting better. Sunny, 30 tomorrow. I want to leave something for you to talk about here, Mike. But my point is, it is going to be beautiful. Yeah, we have a really good forecast heading into and through the long weekend. So as Tristan mentioned, yeah, there is the chance of seeing some thunderstorm activity around Saturday evening. And that's kind of the one blip on the radar. I guess that's actually a pun. Uh, but <laughs> that's the one blip on the radar that we have over the next little bit because things are really calm. There's going to be some big storms. Oops, I hit the microphone. Big storms over in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Would you like to start this segment over again? We'll just edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn, we can't. It's live. <laughs> oh, shucks. Uh, there's going to be big storms over in uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta. And actually, they could even see some isolated tornado activity. So that kind of level storms. Maybe some thunderstorm activity squeaks into western Manitoba this evening, but it wouldn't be anything severe. So we're not going to get drenched. We're not going to get a big storm today. We're not going to get a big storm tomorrow. It's going to be potentially on Saturday evening. And then after that, it just cools off a little bit. We're, st- we're going to stay in the mid to high 20s on Sunday and on Canada Day. Into the week as well? Uh, yeah, it looks like that's going to be... We're kind of living around normal. We don't have a big cool down coming. Saturday is probably where temperatures are going to peak for us, which isn't a bad thing because it looks like it's going to be over 30. And yep. actually that day, it's not just heat, it's the humidity. So that would uh, that's also going to be the potential fuel for thunderstorm activity. Yeah, and we haven't... Well, actually, I was going to say we haven't seen much of that this year. We did early on when the temperatures weren't even that high. When we get hot temperatures, we can see some of that severe weather, and that's kind of what might happen on Saturday. We'll see, but... Earlier in the season, we were seeing some severe weather and the temperatures weren't way up there, which was sort of unusual. Yeah, I was actually editing our thunderstorm outlook for uh, the news tonight uh, at 6 and 10, and I haven't edited that uh, graphic since uh, June 7th. So Hmm. it's been 20 days since I've really tweaked with that one, and I'm editing it to illustrate the storms that are going to be happening towards the west. So we haven't had a ton of days, even with rain here in Winnipeg. Uh, I think around 10 days, but a couple of those, some parts of the city didn't even see a drop. So we're sitting probably somewhere close to 40 millimeters of rain so far this month, and this is typically the one where we'll get the most rain. And a lot of that does have to do with thunderstorm activity. We'll typically get around 90 millimeters in the month of June. Uh, so we're sitting at a mm, little less than half of that, probably. Which is fine. You know, I just had Taz Stewart from Poulin's Pest Control on yesterday, and that's why we will not this long weekend see a whole lot of mosquitoes. Isn't it great? Yeah. Isn't it great? I think I've had yeah. two bites. And I know. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Um, I also wanted to ask you about the wind. I'm not seeing much wind in the forecast. We've had windy conditions of late. Why is that? And, And am I right? We have no wind or very little wind through the long weekend? 
Uh, it would be Saturday where we would notice the winds as uh, the potential storms approach. So that day will be hot. I didn't put it into the notes today, but yep. uh, that could be a potential windy one for us. And especially if the storms really happen, wind gusts could be an issue because that'll be part of the thunderstorm forecast for folks over in Saskatchewan. So Saturday would be the day where it would be windy. That Saturday is kind of the day that uh, yeah. just kind of be aware of the weather conditions after because uh, for Sunday and Monday looks beautiful. Just sunny. Hot, not terribly windy. It looks like it's going to be nice. And the humidity will also be less as well after that thunderstorm uh, threat passes. We'll start to see temperatures and humidex values stay a little bit closer together, similar to what we have outside right now. Excellent. Mike, we'll leave it there. Thanks a lot, pal. Have a great long weekend. You too, sir. Mike Conkin, Global News weather specialist. And uh, as he said on Saturday, keep an eye on the sky and an ear right here on CJOB. We will let you know if that severe weather pops up. Right now, we're saying a risk of thunderstorms in the evening on Saturday. But as Mike explained, it might get a little more severe than that, depending on where you're at and exactly what the conditions are like on Saturday. Open Table is out with its list of 100 of the best outdoor dining restaurants in Canada. And one of those restaurants is Pine Ridge Hollow, and the owner, Jan Reguer, joins us on the phone now. Jan, hi, good afternoon. Hi, Al, how are you? Excellent, and thank you very much for doing this, and congratulations. Thank you. Were you surprised to be on this list? Uh, I mean, you know, pretty exclusive list, right? Only four restaurants in Manitoba got the honor. Yeah, we were absolutely thrilled to be on the list, to be in 100 restaurants across Canada and to be in an outdoor spaces um, is, yeah, we're thrilled because, yeah, it's a big deal. Talk about uh, outdoor dining because, you know, my mom used to say this all the time when we'd eat outside and have barbecues or picnics, and she'd go, you know, <laughs> things just taste better outside, and they kind of uh, do, right? You're right, absolutely. Yeah, we have our porch area, but we have our outdoor deck area as well, and our outdoor deck is always our most popular, and it's lit up beautifully at nighttime. Um, we're going to be starting up our uh, wood-fired pizza shortly, um, out there in a couple weeks. So, um, yeah, just the whole um, atmosphere is wonderful. We have entertainment usually weekly, at least once a week out there. So, yeah, it's just a great feel. And we're so lucky because we're on pure sand up here. So we really don't have a lot of bug issues like mosquitoes. So Cool. Yeah, although it's been yeah. a, another great summer so far for mosquitoes. It's been dry, and so we, we haven't seen a lot exactly. of that. We were we were just talking about that, in fact. So uh, at yeah. Pine Ridge Hollow, was that on purpose? You really wanted to make outdoor dining a big part of what you do? I think so. My whole vision for Pine Ridge Hollow has always been to share spaces that I love with my guests. And um, I love the country. I love you know, the whole gardens, the whole feel of the property, but that outdoor, like if I can choose to eat outside, I'll eat outside when it's raining. As long as I have some shelter, I love it. So yes, just being able to share um, that with our guests was, uh, was important. Yeah. And what about the food? Does that play into it too? Is is there, uh, you know, certain foods that are uh, part of outdoor dining more than others? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I think summer. I mean, it's all about grilling. And like I said, we're, we're getting our wood-fired pizza going again out there. 
Um, but for us, I mean, because we have this connection to our farm, we have Oak Knoll Farm where we grow and raise food. So, of course, that shows up on our menu. So we're already a very seasonal summer menu. But it is those fresh salads. We just created our Haskap elderberry cocktail that's going on the menu because we grow Haskap berries on the farm. So I think there's tons of connections to the seasonality for sure. And you just want to eat a little differently in summer. So it's, you know, grilled foods, lots of sort of sharing plates where you can share. And like our beet chips are obviously, they're always so popular. People love starting their meal with sharing some beet chips. And we're just um, bringing out our big board, which is, you know, just um, local meats and cheeses. I happened to grab the last four wheels of uh, loaf and honey's um, wonderful cheese that they do. So, you know, um, you know, we really like to celebrate everything that's local, seasonal in Manitoba. Good for you. You hear that term farm to table, but you literally have the farm. We have the farm. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We and do. then and then supporting local products, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we have you. a seasonal menu that changes um, probably anything from 10 to, you know, 10 days to three weeks, our seasonal menu is going to change. Like we had a lot of asparagus on it, but our growers finished. So we then, then our menu changes. So we're really reflecting what's fresh, ready, just growing right, right out our doors kind of thing. Excellent. Very cool. I am going to check out Pine Ridge Hollow, Jan. I love it. Congratula- congratulations again. Thank you, Hal. Jan Regeer joining us, the owner of Pine Ridge Hollow, one of four Manitoba restaurants on Open Table's 100 Best Outdoor Dining Restaurants in Canada. And I got to give a shout out to the others because they are great places as well. 529 Wellington on the list. Pizzeria Gusto, one of our favorite places. And Prairie's Edge. And of course, Pine Ridge Hollow. 529 Wellington, Pine Ridge Hollow, Pizzeria Gusto, and Prairie's Edge. Congratulations, only four Manitoba restaurants on the list of 100 across the country when it comes to outdoor dining restaurants. You know, it's uh, nice when I see Carolyn Klassen in person because I know the weekend's getting close. Well, it's just nice to see her. I mean, it's not just... The weekend, but when you're Thanks around, I, when you're around, I know, I know the weekend's I'm a getting weekend close. Yeah. Yes, you are kind of. And then when Cyrus is here oh, on Fridays, it's like, like woohoo! You can taste it. Yay! You look beautiful today. My goodness, you're wearing a bright. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's a shirt. Well, no, but I mean, what color it is? I think it's like deep coral. There you go. We'll say. I had a shirt very close to that color, and uh, whenever I wore it, my wife would go, oh, "Brother, you're wearing that again," and I would always say. It's salmon. <laughs> okay. But I like that. What is it? Bright? Deep coral. Deep coral. Bright coral, yes. Deep coral. Deep salmon. I don't know, It's but it's beautiful. Uh, salmon and looks very, very summery. Thank you. Yes. I'm off to a high school graduation right after here, so. I yeah. mentioned that. So let's start there. Why are you off to a, well, obviously somebody you know is graduating. Yes, yes. Um, so my nephew is graduating, and um, you get invited to these things, and when you get invited, you show up. You show up for family. This is a big deal, right? And it's kind of. Often high school graduation is kind of the marker between childhood and adulthood. Yep. And, you know, he's going off to Europe in the fall and this is a chance to honor his graduation. And we sit through the ceremony um, and 
I told my son we're going to have a good attitude about it because these graduations, you know, they have moments where they drag a little bit. They can go on a bit, yeah. Um, and but that's because everybody gets celebrated, and not everybody's important to us. So we will hang in there while the other people get celebrated, and then we go over for a barbecue and we chat and we give cards and gifts and we just remind him of what a special kid he is and yeah. how we're delighted for his accomplishments. And, you know, high school graduation, I can remember what I wore. Do you remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's yeah. just, it's one of those markers of time. And often we use those markers to just stop and reflect and remember the the funny things and the important things. And it's, you just, you stop and you spend time with each other at high school grad. Well, and you've accomplished that element of your education, which is an achievement when you think about it, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And now it's, you know, maybe more education or maybe job, real life, you know, I mean, but it's, it's definitely a new beginning in a way. It is. Yes. It's the close of a chapter. And often that's when you, you know, during that year is when you turn 18. um, And so the law recognizes that you have a whole extra level of independence. And so there, it is really a launch pad. um, And it's also a time, I think, for parents to do a little bit of mourning because while there's sort of some relief that you get your kid to that finish line of a high school graduation, like life is never the same, right? Yeah. Um, Grade 12, you maybe drive your kids to school or you check in on their homework. And often once they get to that next level, they're responsible for that on their own. And while that's what you want for your kids, you you signed up so that you could for parenting because you wanted to hang out with them. And then you start to be less involved in the everyday moments of their lives, which for a lot of parents is a loss. Well, and I want to share, I shared with you a list and I want to get to that list about things parents, moms and dads miss about their kids. But before we do that, can I be honest with you about something? Please. Graduation's fantastic when you're ending high school, Mm -hmm. but there are graduations out of kindergarten now. There are graduations. (laughs) I'm graduating from grade one to grade two. I'm graduating from junior high to senior high. Like I think the graduation thing is a bit overdone, isn't it? Everybody gets a trophy. Or am I wrong? Well, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. And I think we want to be able to celebrate our kids, but um, a lot of us, we graduated from kindergarten grade one with, you know, going to the Dairy Queen for an ice cream, right? Right. Um, And so I think it's important to mark, but I think we need, and I I think it's important at these times to not just celebrate of, oh, look what marks you got or look how good you did, but more of character of achievements of look how hard you tried and look how you persevered and look how you didn't give up. Um, and I think we need to do that throughout. But I think if you celebrate everything all the time, it, they stopped being important. To right. Yeah. That's how it feels. To they me lose anyhow. their impact. And I you. don't have kids and, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm talking through my hat here. But that's kind of one thing I do kind of feel about about grads. But we were driving down Broadway the other other day, Jackie and I, we were mm-hmm. going home and, and we were together in, in the truck. And a couple of uh, young ladies ran by with their great big grad dresses, you know, across Broadway going to the ledge probably to get tickets and or uh, to get pictures. And it was like we both kind of at the same time went, oh, look, the you know, they're all dressed up and they're excited and... I went for a walk in the English gardens on Monday and there was a couple of high schools worth, it seems like, of people taking grads. And like these women are dressed like princesses and the guys are dressed, you know, like knights in shining armor. They're just all beautiful. And yet they look really elegant and yet you can sort of hear them ribbing. Like they're really excited. And so their, you know, their youth-like enthusiasm just pops through and doesn't always match the elegance of the hairdos. (laughs) Yes, right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about things that uh, parents, moms and dads, miss after their kids. And you sort of touched on this because grad is, you know, maybe an indication that if they aren't leaving now, they're leaving soon. Right. And that can be tough on parents. Well, I remember when um, my child, 
got graduated or got married, somebody said, you know, it's like the minute. Wait a minute. You can't remember if it was a graduation or a marriage? Well, it was because this line, <laughs> I just keep repeating this line to me, and that is that the minutes drag, but the years fly, right? Ah. And you feel in the moment like I will never get another Saturday morning sleep in, the number one thing parents miss when they become parents. Yeah. I will never get another Saturday morning sleep in. And now I, you know, my kids are grown. I can sleep in on Saturdays unless my schedule doesn't allow for it. Yeah. Um, but it, I get to choose. and But I really like those early morning, like, yeah. curti- there's something about them now looking back, and yeah. maybe you romanticize them. You kind of remember them fondly. Mm-hmm. But it's something, you give that stuff up because even though you give up a lot of things to become a parent, you also welcome the most important thing in your life, the yeah. most important human being in your life, right? It's like so many things in life, I think, you know, when, like, for example, Father's Day. Mm-hmm. I can remember going, oh, it's Father's Day. What am I, you know... Oh, I got to go spend time with dad. Now I wish uh, I could spend time with dad. You know I, what I mean? And sometimes life is like that, right? You don't appreciate the things that you're dealing with in the moment until later when they're gone. Absolutely. And so I think it's really important for us all to be mindful of, you know, experience such as yours to remember that when you become a new parent and you lose all those things that you took for granted before you had kids to remember that you get to enjoy all sorts of things now that mm. someday you will, you know, realize that you're sorry that those days are gone. You don't get those yeah. anymore. Do you have the list? Just mention a I few do. things that yes. moms and dads miss after okay, the kids so, leave. Okay, uh, so the number, t- the top things the parents missed most are first, a Saturday morning sleep in. Yep. Second, a clean and tidy house. When all my kids like are gone at camp or something and you come home and it's just as tidy as when you left it, <laughs> yeah. it's truly remarkable. Right. Watching television and complete peace, right? Yes. That you actually get to, you know. Enjoy your enjoy show. Enjoy it. Yeah. Leaving the house without worrying about a babysitter. Yeah. Those are years where you're tied down and you can't even go get a, you know, a jug of milk without planning ahead. So true. Spending money guilt-free because uh, there's always more re- more needs than there are resources yep. when you have kids. Having a shower or bath without being disturbed. Date nights. Going to the toilet without being disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Small mercies. You forget how yes. much you used to appreciate with just being able to, you know, not have the door knocked or, right. or worse. Yep. yep. Vacations that didn't hinge on school breaks and terms. Getting a full night's sleep. There's so many things mm-hmm. that parents miss yeah. and that are really hard. We have to recognize how hard it is for young parents and to give them that support so they can get some of those breaks. Even something as simple as being able to empty their bladder without. You yes. Know, yes. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Well, enjoy the grad today. Thank you. It is very exciting. You were at TEDx yesterday. I was. I wondered if you were going to be there because uh, you were a speaker last year. I was a speaker. And uh, yesterday, Alan Cross was mm. here, and okay. uh, he's uh, part of our company, and he does uh, a, a show on uh, here on Power 97, but we often use him on, on music stories, and he spoke yesterday about Spotify. Oh, I loved his talk, yeah. Yeah, so maybe just touch on that one and then get to some others. You said there's some great uh, info you wanted to spread. So Alan, he, I, he was really powerful. I didn't get all the TED talks because yep. I was also a volunteer. And so mm. I was out um, helping registration and things like that. But Alan Cross was fabulous where he had just sort of gave a history of how the size of recording units has often shaped how people people write to the storage container, right? And so the first recording was just two minutes on something resembling a tin can. And then we had records that were small and then records that got bigger and then um, CDs. And so this the length of songs could expand, the length of work could, works could expand. Mm-hmm. And then we got to Spotify and Spotify pays musicians when somebody has listened to their music for 30 seconds or longer. Right. And you get paid once for the song when it gets paid for at least 30 seconds. And so I hadn't realized, but he says, like, listen to, like, Taylor Swift's recent song. 
the first 30 seconds, it moves very quickly into the chorus. There's a lot of really big hooks within the 30 seconds because it's trying to keep you, right? For at least 30 seconds. For at least 30 seconds. And then there's that other hit that, you know what? I can't remember the title right now. The rap that also is uh, country. It's that it's cross genre song. It's yes. Um, oh gosh, I can't believe Sky. Do you remember the name of that? Uh, I looked at Sky because is she's... it with Billy Ray Cyrus? And yes, the Billy Ray Cyrus tune, Old Country Road or something that's like right. that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Well, you know how long that song is? Hmm. Is a minute and fifty eight seconds. Really? And so you can play that song several times quite quickly. And so someone could get paid for that song repeatedly in a way that if you have an eight minute song and somebody plays it through. Right. They only get paid once, right? Isn't that interesting? And eh? so we get shorter songs that ha- that are sort of more catchy right at the beginning. And so there's some artistry almost that's lost, really, yeah. right? As people are trying to figure out how to use Spotify to their advantage. Yeah. He even told about this one group, which is brilliant. They needed to raise some money. And so they created these 35, 40-second tracks of no sound. And they just asked their uh, listeners to put it on when they went to bed. And so this song would play, and, the, and this group made $20,000 before, oh before Spotify figured out how they were gaming the system and shut it down on them. So there's really, cl- people are yeah. innovative and clever, and yet maybe we're losing something. But he said this is something that's always yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what's interesting about TEDx, because it can be about Spotify and music. And then it can go to some real deep, serious subjects, right? Oh, my gosh. There was a fellow, Matthew Shorting, who spoke about his almost 5,000 days in the care of child and family services when he was a child Mm. and spoke about his experience and his longing and his desire to fix the system. And sort of he had this mic drop moment right at the end where he said, let's create a, a system for our children that need support and care such that any of us would be delighted to leave our children in it. Um, and if we're not going to create a system that we'd be good enough for our kids, then it's not a good enough system. Right. And I couldn't even quite clap because I just sort of stand there, you know, sat there and stunned silent. I just thought that was a really profound thing to reflect yeah. on. Hmm. And not to try and top that because that's, uh, as you said, that's an amazing moment from mm-hmm. TEDx yesterday. But anything else catch your eye? I know there there were a bunch of things you wanted to talk about. So there was a couple of them. Um, one, Jane McDonald, who is a scientist herself, she talked about citizen science, citizen scientists. And she says we all can contribute to the body of knowledge. And so what she said, and I don't have the names of the uh, websites because they went by so fast, but that there's apps like there's a, an app where you can record your backyard ice rink experience. Um, so, you know, hundreds of people across the city, thousands across the country yeah. build these backyard ice rinks for their kids to, you know, spin around on. And when you record, when you flood them, when you could start them, when it was hard enough finally to skate on them, when you um, don't when you have to shut it down for the winter because they're no longer usable, and thousands of people across the country are recording that data, then people who are looking at climate change can see how it changes from year to year and area to area. And so they get this global warming data just from people filling in the data on their ice rinks that you're contributing to science by putting stuff down like that down. Are you Interesting. Take, isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. Or people that, like, I, it reminds me of people that, uh, contribute to weather conditions wherever they're at, right? right. Like temperature and, you know, uh, and all that kind of right. stuff. And that helps forecasters. Because you can have eyes everywhere and you can just expand where you're all getting information from. So there's mm. another app where you take a picture of a bird that you've never seen before and then you upload it to the site and it sees where that picture bird has been and it'll help you identify. It'll say this is that kind of bird. So you learn something. 
but then they can say, oh, we haven't seen this hummingbird in this part, this far north before mm. or, you know, that far west before. And so they can track the patterns of birds, which also then helps us understand a bit more about climate change and so forth. And so we actually can make a difference to the body of knowledge that is going to make a difference in helping us figure out how to move forward best in this world. Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.